I'm one of the good boys, being Chris, on the internet one day. I'm Chris said to you, let's make a podcast, boy, come on now, what do you say? Well, what will this podcast be about? It's new, with a tear in his eye. We've got stories that people tell each other from Louisiana Fire to the city of Mumbai. Oh, you mean urban legends. And the podcast was Irving Legends with Bill and Chris. You take care, y'all. Hello, welcome to this week's Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and mysteries and monsters and UFOs and whatnot. Uh, I am Normcore enthusiast Chris Flynn, and with me, as ever, is a man who took the king's shilling. It's Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How's your week been? Yeah, been good, been good. Yeah, it's a bit grey and rainy outside today. I think we're in for a, a turbulent time weather-wise over the next week or so. I've got my radiators on. Yeah, I just just wore my coat for the first time today. What indoors? No, no, no. I went out for a walk. Oh, so it was quite warm actually. But it's oh, yeah, okay. it's definitely getting more autumnal. To be fair, I've got my radiators on. A for heat. B because my cats like it. But C, the main one is because I'm defrosting a couple of uh, chicken Kievs against the radiators for my dinner later. <laughs> Nice. Because I'm uh, I'm planning on getting food poisoning. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So let me know how you, how you get on with that. Bit of time off work, you know. Well, why bit more, not? Bit more time on the toilet looking at social media. It's all good. Well, it's all great. You avoid the old bowels, don't you? It's oh, good, yeah. You know? Of course, flush, flush Poor the system. Poor man's colostomy. <laughs> Poor man's colostomy. Do you chicken kids don't come cheap these days? No, they don't. But mine were. Um, on their date, so they were marked down. And I got them from a, a European-style cheap supermarket called Lidl. Oh, I was going to say, how, and how, how are they spelling those Kievs? They're not spelling it Kiev. No. No, I presumably support Russia. Traitor. Uh, Lidl. <laughs> so, Neil, you took the king's shilling. May I ask what for? Are you a, are you a buccaneer nowadays, or, or you just, what? What was the shilling for? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm. Uh, a were, you, 90- were, were you gang gang busted onto a onto a ship? Um, yeah, I can't remember what that phrase is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a nineteenth century Napo- Napoleonic sailor, aren't I? Napoleon. Yeah. Okay. So I thought, but, you know, a whole a whole shiny shilling. They and dro- I get to roam dro- the open seas. They dropped it in your ale, didn't they? On the yeah. sneak. Yeah, I was on the piss, and then they. We woke up on board a ship. Yeah, dressed dressed in your little outfit. Ranked ranked landsman, mm-hmm. third class. So, um, so are you privateering or are you fighting Napoleon? No, I'm I'm on Her Majesty's one of the you know the navy ships. Okay, so so uh, don't even get any of the nice booty. Well, no, you get you get your share of the um, so any any French ships you blow up, you get your, you get a share of the uh, the prize oh, money. Splintered woods. How oh, do you get prize money for the ships? Yeah, yeah. Oh, to so, all those Patrick O'Brien novels I read. Oh, so it's like um, it's like a fairground sort of carnival sideshow thing where you kind of shoot and stuff, and then you get a prize. Yeah, well, basically, the captain gets I don't know, like two Big thirds, teddy bear. and then you get like one millionth of the share or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. And cool. It's not too shabby. What were you doing before? Um, I used to impersonate, like you know, I was a beggar, just like pretend I had various illnesses, like leprosy or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. A grifter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so is it? So are you glad glad to be aboard or or not? It's three square meals a day, isn't it? You know, the constant biscuit, seasickness biscuits is a bit r- biscuits, lime, and rum, hard tack and peas. Yeah, and dried peas. <laughs> still, you know. You know where your dinner's coming from, so that's summer. Yeah. Uh, have you blown up many ships Lot so of... far? No, no. See, we're still <laughs> waiting to blow up our first ship. Oh, really? Haven't actually got out of harbour yet. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did they take one look at the crew? Discipline, discipline's <laughs> not going well on board. There's already been 18 mutinies. Yes. <laughs> only been aboard. Captain's a bit of a prick, to be honest with you, so yeah. Oh, really? Um, and so, how long do you have to serve? He's had he's had you know five crews killed. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, six will be a charm. <laughs> I'm sure. So have you? So so have you played it really politically to so that you didn't get killed? Oh yeah, still a lot of informing. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Avoid, avoid a good keel hauling myself. That way. 
you were a right little stool pigeon. Uh, yeah, hung from the yard arm or any of that sort of business. Are you hoping to be his best Flogged boy? Flogged cut of nine tails. Look, oh, that's true, Chris. No, as in like that rum sodomy in the lash. You know, as in his, yeah. It's hard work and city air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, um, will you come back and let us know uh, if you ever managed to get out of docks? Yeah, well, if you swing by Portsmouth any time, then, uh, yeah, go look us up. All right, we'll do. Um, See if I'm still still in harbour. Well, uh, and thank the captain for giving you day release to do this podcast today, if you wouldn't mind. Well, yeah, he's looking for some more crew, so, yeah. That's why I'm doing it over Zoom. sailing, sink, sink some of those friendships. Well, so if anyone listening uh, wants to uh, join the crew of uh, Neil's historical sailing yeah, ship, then travel back to eighteen twelve. Yeah, just pop, pop us an email. The Battle of Trafalgar. That'd be yeah, it. Pop us yeah. an email. Yeah, we'll be able sort to you sort, you sort you out nicely. So, what exactly is Normcore then, Chris? Well, so um, I'm not I know, but for our listeners, yeah. So, for a lot of people, it is. Um, you know, sort of being really into sort of what people call like norm, normal stuff, like so, like jumpers, sofas, microwave meals, that kind of thing. Um, but I take a different slant on it, and my norm core is based on norm from Cheers. Okay, so, so I've um, I've decked out my flat to look like the bar on Cheers. Um, I wear kind of a brown make a sardonic coat, comment and then make sardonic comments, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got a VR headset that I put on, which gives me a POV view um, of a deep fate Ted Danson bearing nice down nice. on me. <laughs> is he looking a bit pixelated or is he looking quite good these days? Um, you know, it would be more terrifying. I'm normally, uh, because I'm drinking the whole time, oh, yeah, it's, not, it's, not, tell, yeah. it's not too bad. I've got, got, um, I've got a uh, robot version of Cliff Claverman who sits next to me and goes, Normie, like that. Nice. Um, with his with his post bag, are you the um, Rebecca or the whatever the other one was called? Um, period, because there was two different um, different birds. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I can't remember. There was different love interests. Yes, uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm a Carla man myself. Oh, fair enough. Well, she was throughout, wasn't she? I can't remember who was. Yeah. Um, what was the, name? Danny was the original one? Uh, Diane and it was. Yeah, Sam and Diane. Was Diane there. and then Rebecca. Who played Diane? I, I don't know. It was really well, famous in the 80s. I've completely forgotten the name. Anyway. Don't was know. It, was it Cindy Lauper, but it definitely wasn't Cindy Lauper. And it's... Let's uh, pretend it was. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> because it was Cindy Lauper. It was Maggie Thatcher. Um, and uh, I've got both Coach and Woody Harrelson. Got them both. Yeah, nice. Got them both. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I spend my evenings doing. Uh, it's not bad. Lovable but dim, Woody. Yeah, and I always go, oh, I better get home to the missus, put it on my tab and that kind of stuff, and then I just I just go to bed. And then also you in a band where you just like do like the theme tune from Cheers or whatever. <laughs> Am I in a band that does that? Yeah, I was thinking normcore, like hardcore. Have you seen that? There's um, there's a band and they all dress up like Ned Flanders. Oh, really? So I imagine sound. that makes for a hilarious show. Yeah, I imagine that. But yeah, that'd be good for the first five minutes. Yeah, that's, that's all <laughs> insufferable, but yeah. I'm sure they're very entertaining in fairness, but uh, sure. hey, look, we're all trying to plough hey. our own furrow. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that, really. You yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> done with that? Yeah, we're done with that. Um so Neil, um I'm gonna be uh driving this bus straight over yeah. the cliff of knowledge today. Beautiful. And uh so today we're going to be looking at uh, waterfall. Yeah, the mind mines. Rapids. Uh, so we're going to be looking at the unexplained facts. Neil, you can't just do that one. I'm trying to introduce you have knowledge. The unexplained disappearance of Frederick Valentick and Neil. Today's story may or may not include vortexes, mm-hmm. air lines, airplanes, okay. ley lines, UFOs. Parallel dimensions. Parallel dimensions. Love on a farm. Ghosts. Romance. Bereavement. Money. CIA getting involved. CIA. Mm-hmm. Nessie. And Ape Man. Okay. 
So it may or may not include all of those or some of them or not any of them. Definitely won't include all of those. It almost certainly. So I'm going to start off with uh, an article from a website, which is kind of like a magazine that's on your screen called allthatsinteresting.com. And it's by uh, Katie Serena. And it was published... It's, it's good that we let people know about that because it sounds like that website has everything that could possibly be interesting on it. So you don't need to go anywhere else, do you, after you've found this website? No, I wouldn't have thought so. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Unless, you're, unless you're interested in uninteresting stuff, which sounds like, you know. To which, you know, would, which, to be honest, yeah. I would imagine our listeners are because they're listening to this and we're That's not true. interesting. Yeah. So. Um, so it's published December 17th, 2021. Mm. And it was updated, Neil, April the 16th, this very year. So it's a hot potato. Oh, yeah, I tell you what. <laughs> you get much fresher than this. Whoa, this is fresh off the boat. Well, it's used to endeavours, whatever that means. So I'm going to start on that, and then I'm going to um, do some theories from a different site. Okay, okay. So. What's it all about? So though Frederick Valentik vanished almost 40 years ago, his unexplained disappearance still captures the attention of UFO hunters. In 1978, a 20-year-old pilot named Frederick Valentik disappeared. Valentik had been attempting a training flight over the Bass Strait between the Australian mainland and Tasmania, mm. home of the devil. Was he an Australian fellow or is it US pilot? You've got as much information as I do at this moment, Neil. Okay, okay. <laughs> I cannot give you any further information until I have digested it. He was flying a Cessna 182L, a light aircraft, mm-hmm. and he was a moderately experienced pilot, clocking roughly 150 hours of flying time. Yeah. That's moderately experienced. That's moderately experienced, yeah. Well, he's only a Cessna, it's only a light airplane. Yeah, whatever. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah. Uh, on the evening of October 21st, Valentik uh, departed from a tr- uh, for a training flight from Murabin to King Island, 125-mile trek over the Bass Strait. At 7.06pm, Valentik radioed the Melbourne Flight Services to report an unidentified aircraft following him at 4,500 feet. Mm-hmm. The service told him there was no traffic near him at the time. Valentech insisted he could see a large unknown aircraft near him, which appeared to have four bright landing lights all illuminated. He claimed it passed 1,000 feet above him, moving at high speed. For another five minutes, he reported the aircraft's movements. He claimed it moved towards him, uh, that he thought the other pilot was toying with him, and it was orbiting above him. The only description besides the four landing lights that Valentik was able to give was of the aircraft's exterior, which was shiny and also metallic, and that it had a green light on it. Was it disshaped as well? Again, Neil, I've given you all the information I have. I'm just speculating, just speculating. Okay. To accumulate? Well, probably not. To accumulate knowledge. Yeah. Um, so a few minutes after its first radioing the Melbourne Flight Service, Frederick Valentik reported that he was having engine trouble. The radio official asked him once more to identify the other aircraft. It isn't an aircraft, he managed to respond. Well, it's not an aircraft, you bastards. He managed to respond. Oh, wait, it's one of the corks from my head. <laughs> Fuck me, it's a drop bear. He said, chariot down on his VB. Like a winnie blue. So he managed to respond right before the transmission was cut off. The last sound the radio officials heard was a metallic scraping sound. Radio officials at the Melbourne Flight Service assumed that Frederick Valentek had crashed, but an initial sea and air search of the area he was last reported in turns up nothing. It's like he disappeared. It is like he... (laughs) It's like he disappeared, Mike. 
No worries. The Australian Department of Transport looked into Valentech's disappearance. Fucking drop kicks gone down a line. Parallel universe. The regular. Well, I did warn him before the flight that there's a lot of vortexes around this area. Um, so they weren't able to find anything, Neil. Although it is quite a large area. I'm, I'm adding that for as a... Oh, yeah. yeah. You're a bit of scepticism there. You've got to dig it's in, just you? I'm just saying it's a big area. Some cold, hard facts that they're dealing out for you. And you've got to just, well, just uh, undermine it. Press the sceptic. You know I don't trust Australians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Rightly so. After um, after <laughs> nearly 40 years of neighbours, <laughs> can never be trusted again. Our current government, you know. We can forget, but we can't forgive. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. <laughs> I don't do either. Yeah, um, <laughs> So a few scattered reports of civilians seeing a plane landing or flying overhead were collected, but in the end, the disappearance was presumed fateful and the case was closed. Yes. But, Neil, the case was far but over. Oh, far from closed. One more question. <laughs> one more thing. How would you do an Aussie Colombo? <laughs> well, one more, I've got one well, more question. One more fucking question, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold on. Hold on. I couldn't help but notice. Um, I don't know if So, you're very clever. <laughs> so, no touring in Australia? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> We don't have any fans over there. It's going to be alienated all of them. It's the anywhere. Um, so, five years after Valentich went missing, an engine cowl flap washed ashore on Flinders Island. The Bureau of Air Safety Investigations there you go. Yeah, noted that the part came from the same type of aircraft Valentech was piloting and that it had uh, serial numbers within the same range as Valentich's plane. No, nothing to see here. Yeah. No, no worries. No worries. Don't worry Mike. about it, mate. Nice work. Um, stick that in the back of the ute. You got yourself a free cow flap there, mate. And then a bar for a brisket. <laughs> Don't even know. Random right. noise is coming out of my head. Yeah, no, it's weird. Wow. Um, now. I've, yeah. got, I've, I've, got, I've called the ambulance service. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> After the mysterious disappearance, the public learned from Guido Valentich, uh, Fred's father, that Valentich was an ardent believer in UFOs and often worried about being attacked by one. It's almost like he brought it on himself. Well, yeah, but in a way, maybe the aliens were being nice. And they were like, no, no, no. And the Australian aliens, obviously. I'm just having a moment Saxon. Oh, mate, that... I'm from, the Andro- I'm from the Andromeda system. Yeah. It's from serious dog star. Just, you know, come around in the It's a fucking you. problem. Yeah. Now you're fine with, with fucking sand. I, mean, I just want to do some surgery and some cattle. Oh, that was terrible. I want George. <laughs> I just want to do some surgery and some cattle. Um, so, I mean, be over there. He's a bit of a wilzer, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> there's some soundly. That's Newcastle off the books. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> just city by city. That's all right. Blanket to, approach. To blanket. Get, um, we have a blanket approach to impressions. They're all bad, and we'll do it for everyone. So no one can feel. So no one can feel like they're being picked on. Uh, a flame wielding mob comes down, burns me out of house and home. I'm not going to be happy. Neil, look, they don't know where you live unless they find out where I live, and then I'm going to give them your address in, no, so they'll leave you alone. <laughs> I won't leave you alone. They'll shove you on the pie, don't worry. Uh, Neil, I don't have to run faster than the mob. I just have to run faster than you. Um, Much so, easier, enough. Yeah. So it also came out that Frederick Valentich uh, had appeared twice, uh, had a, sorry, applied twice to the Royal Australian Air Force and was rejected both times for an adequate educational experience. Well, they needed more flying time, didn't they, for a start? Well, maybe. Maybe a heavier airplane? Well, he said but that's inadequate educational experience yeah. rather than flying Partial A-levels or whatever the Australian equivalent is. 
baccalaureate, I imagine. Um, he was also studying to be a commercial pilot, but had failed his examinations twice. So it sounds like he's flight clever, but maybe not book clever. Or also probably not flight clever because he crashed a plane. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely crashed a plane. Thing. Maybe it's UFO clever. So that's why you need so many flying hours because it just weeds out all the shit pilots. You know, you put them over the sea for the first thousand hours, but they're not going to do it now. <laughs> Just let them weed themselves out. If they manage to get back, then you let them fly over land. Very Spartan way of doing yeah. it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, you want to get out of an aircraft, it's dangerous business, can't be taking other people with you. It's true. Um, he also received several warnings after flying once into a restricted zone in Sydney and twice into clouds. So, so, he's, so you're not allowed... So what, you've got warnings for flying into clouds. You're in a plane. Well, presumably, well, no, because it would fuck with your visibility, I suppose, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but, I mean... Well, because you could crash into someone else. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I assume... No, you like, don't. It's quite strange. Don't never forget that. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off, like you know anything. But, no, um, but no, I would imagine... I about planes. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Um, listen, I've played Microsoft Flight Simulator once, yeah? Oh, have you? That's more yeah. than me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bow down to your bad judgment. Out, you put that in your pipe and fucking smoke it for him. I once made a, I once made a paper airplane, didn't yeah. fly. Exactly. <laughs> if anything, you know, you'd be learning from this this guy. I made a paper, I, I made a paper airplane and somehow it burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. don't know what I did wrong. Um... Had no combustible fuel. No. Uh, flying into clouds, Neil. You, um, you were about well, no, to lay some lay some knowledge facts on us. No, no, I was speculating that because um, when you're going out, you're learning or whatever. I imagine it's quite prescribed the route that you're supposed to take. I don't know because because it's very heavily controlled, isn't it? Any any kind of flight because you obviously yeah. can't have people barging into one another or going through commercial routes or something like that. So I, you know, now should, do you know what? Do you know what they? Do you know what you, you have probably for that? thought? Well, I'm going to have a lovely. Go through the clouds because they look lovely and fluffy. You have, do you know what you have for that, Neil? You have, you have a you have a flight plan. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know how you find out if you followed the flight plan? Because there's the... a box that measures what you've been up to. No, the flight log. Yeah. Uh, you didn't just go like captain's log. Yeah, yeah that's, where the, that's where it comes I'm from. Currently, making sure I don't go through. They a didn't. Cloud. Use, they didn't used to do it before the original series Star Trek series. No, no exactly. It wasn't based on the navy or nothing. <laughs> it was all. Um, <laughs> it was all biplane to people shoot pistols at each other. Yeah. Um, so, and record logs. Uh, UFO. What they've changed the name of UFOs now, haven't they, to make it not UFOs? UFO? Yeah. Right. Identified something. Something. They've changed the name of it because you know the Navy. Or too much Air stigma. Yeah, because they came out with like during the pandemic with a couple of things where they went. We don't know what it was. Well, I mean, technically, that's what an identified flying object is. Because yeah. yeah, it is the tic the tacs. Yeah. Like, they call well, they called didn't in the war they used to call them Foo Fighters. Yeah. Which is where that band's name comes from. Because I think that was you know like a something other, that you other way around. Explain. Other way around. The Foo Fighters in the war were named after the band. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because yeah, what's his face has been going around for about hundred years. Isn't it? Called UAPs now. What's that sound for? Unidentified aerial. People, <laughs> projectile, presumably something like that. Uh, let's have a quick look. Uh, unidentified flying objects and unex- unexplained aerial phenomena. Oh, phenomena. Okay, yeah. Not not unidentified aerial people. Yeah, well. which which would have made more sense. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so. you ufologists jumps on the case immediately. Oh, off, quite right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, were, free, they were busy with a lot of other compelling cases. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that bloke who, who claims he used to run the UFO stuff for the MOD was in it, who's always on Ancient Aliens. I hope he jumped on it. Yeah, or some of those ones that we came across with the Turkish UFOs. Hmm. Was that the start of this series or was it last series? I forget. It was the first one of, first one this, of this series. This series, wasn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Seems so long ago. There was a couple of characters in that who were, uh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a cat guy. Yeah. Yeah, there's Mouse Man, and then there was, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Listen listen to that if you want to know what we're talking about. wouldn't make any more sense to you, to be honest, if you do listen all the way through, but give it a go. 
Totally. Ufologists jumped on the case immediately, offering claims that he was abducted by aliens. They claim that there are eyewitness accounts of the green lights that Valentik reported seen moving across the sky in the area he was last reported being. A group in Phoenix, Arizona, also believes that a UFO abduction is a likely explanation. The ground saucer watch claims to have photos taken by a plumber, (laughs) end of description, that show a fast-moving object moving through the water near the scene of the disappearance. However, the photos have proven to be too blurry to clearly identify the object. You're a ufologist. You're just the hardest job in the world, isn't it? Because all the... But what I will say, Neil, Cameras remember... get better and better, but the photos are all still so blurry. What I'll say, though, Neil, remember, this is 1978. So... Oh, I'd rather gone back in time. No, this is 78 that this whole thing happened, disappeared. Oh, okay. okay. So the photos would presumably have to be from the same time. Well, indeed. What would they? I don't know. Vortexes. When ley lines and vortexes are involved, Chris, no one can rule out any shenanigans. Yep, turn the board upside down and call your mother. Yeah. That's what we always say, isn't it, Neil, off, off camera? Yes, many, many a time, the loud saying. Loud saying. So, um, the case remained a topic of conversation amongst conspiracy theorists for almost 40 years, though no new information was ever collected until 2014. Extremely compelling, isn't it? It's extremely compelling. Yeah, some some old drunk on a crop dust has smashed it into the sea, <laughs> probably in the UFOs. Oh, no. Might be slightly slandering the gentleman in question. You are slightly slandering the trainee pilot yeah. <laughs> in a Cessna. Um, a UFO action group in Victoria claimed that an unidentified farmer saw a 30-metre aircraft hovering over his farm the morning after Valentik went missing. He also claimed that Frederick Valentik's missing aircraft was stuck to the side of the UFO, leaking oil. Ooh. Well, how was he basing that up? He said he saw it, the farmer. Oh, okay. So he's seen he's seen the uh, UFO was hovering over his farm, and with, the with aircraft the biplane was stuck. stuck. To... It's not why do you keep saying biplane, Red Baron. It's a fucking Cessna. Yeah. It's a nineteen seventy eight Cessna. <laughs> not right. It's not. It's, it's nineteen. I thought you said it was nineteen seventeen. Seventy eight. We're in we're in the trenches at Gallipoli. Right. Okay. Mel yeah. Gibson's. Sprinting down to give some messages. Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci's coming up with that yeah, bike, which has a corkscrew. Well, he's the riding top. it around so they can find <laughs> Curly's gold. <laughs> yeah, this is what's happening, isn't it? In your in your in your AI terribly mind, yes. connected <laughs> with, with the real one. <laughs> Doctors have examined me and said it's all for the best. Just leave it. Uh, you tend to. You tend to see sort of disparate patterns rather than <laughs> rather than narratives, don't you? Um, like Rain Man. So, so the only problem is that the Victorian UFO group never learned of the name of the farmer. Since 2013, the group have been searching for him. Definitely existed. But have not yet been successful. Now, not yet. Not yet. Victoria's a big place. Give it time. Give it time. Lots of farmers. If you, don't want to be, if, you, if you don't want to be found, you're not getting found. Despite reoccurring reports of UFO sightings and the ufologists insisting that Frederick Valentik's disappearance is of an extraterrestrial relation, drawn, there Obvious. has been no real explanation of his disappearance, which I'm, I'm going to contradict that with my next bits of information. Yeah, <laughs> and the mystery Other than the continues to haunt Australia's conspiracy theorists today. Well, okay, no. we'll find out what really happened then. Get a crash <laughs> in the sea, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Job done. Found a black box one minute after. <laughs> so this is uh, from the um, from the uh, government's actors at uh, planeandpilotmag.com. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Anyway, that could have been better if it had been like Tin the Yowie article. Yeah, no, it's no lakes in it. No lakes in it, yeah. Oh, don't don't give me stir on fucking UFOs. Stand them. Right, so strange lights before Cessna 182 goes missing. After 42 years, the mystery lingers. 
The disappearance off the coast of Australia of a low-time UFO-obsessed pilot defies an easy explanation. Or does it? Or does it? Or is it by Desiree uh, Cochis from uh, May 2022? So I'm just going to go through the article. So the mystery, 1978, low-time, so I'm assuming that means low-hours Low-time Aussie pilot Frederick Valentix uh, flying a rental Cessna 182 vanished after reporting an unidentified flying object circling above him. Could Valentix have fallen victim of a genuine alien abduction, or is it just a lost aircraft? Or, or did somebody both? spike his Halloween candy with, um, <laughs> with LSD? Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd, 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 that'd be a, a lovely drug that would be the That would be the real treat. Oh. Background. But don't fly on it. I'm flying LSD. I'll do it if you want. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah, as long as it's nowhere near me. Get those hours in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> what? With the amount of hours I've got to get in and the amount of LSD I'd do. That's a Venn diagram. That's a Venn diagram. It's practically a zero. Sorry, this is going to happen. So, Neil, it was October 21st, 1978, and the sun was setting into the Australian horizon. At 6.19pm, a young pilot named Frederick Valentich took off in a rented Cessna 182L from Murabound Airport in Victoria. He was en route to King Island, one thirty nautical mile journey over a body of water named It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We know all this. But, Neil, what we didn't know and what they refused to put in the other article is the strait is famous for its difficult flying conditions. But this is a low-time pilot, Chris. Surely they wouldn't have wanted to go over such difficult flying conditions. Well, I'll tell you why, Neil. But on this night, the skies were clear and the winds calm. Mm. Deceptively calm. Valentech was eager to uh, to make his destination where friends awaited, ready to dine on fresh seafood along the water's edge. Mm. Mm. Lovely crab. A a nice nice, uh, hour or two in a Cessna, that'll sharpen up your appetite. Oh, 100%. Unless you're drinking. Uh, sadly, yeah, Valentin- got to be drinking. <laughs> got to be drinking on a plane. <laughs> we'll take the edge off this LSD. <laughs> she definitely can <laughs> Sadly, Valentine never made that dinner date, nor any thereafter. Mm-hmm. At 7- his head on LSD. <laughs> I'm surprised. Seven oh six. He had eaten his own fingers <laughs> at seven oh six p.m. He grinned on his face and said, "I am the new lord." Behold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, behold my glory. Uh, so this is so he cited there was an unidentified flying object maneuvering around him. Seems to be a large aircraft below 5,000, just passed over me at least a thousand feet above. Valentech was at 4,500 feet. It's approaching right now from due east towards me. It seems that he's played some sort of game. His transmission became odder from there. First, he claimed the other aircraft was completely stationary. Next, he claimed it was orbiting above him. He then reported a rough-sounding engine, and the transmission was lost, ending at 7.12 p.m. with a loud metallic noise. Neither Valentic or his craft were ever found. Mm. So we're going to go through some theories. It was seen by a farmer. UFO theory. To say Valentech was obsessed with UFOs would be putting it mildly. He wasn't just convinced of their existence, he was also convinced they would soon attack Earth. Oh, God. Oh, this is what this was. This is an Independence Day. So what it was, yeah. he saw the mothership getting ready to attack Earth and yeah. he fl- flew his biplane into the... Um, <laughs> his biplane. Into the port <laughs> to blow it up. Is, the, is, the Saving us, is this man's a hero? Yeah, it could be. He's like um, a drunken old Randy Quaid, who I assume was also pissed so, on LSD in that film. So, Neil, some believe he got too close to the truth and was abducted. Yeah. Some believe that. While it may seem a bit, well, out of this world, eyewitnesses alleged that something else was out there that night of his disappearance. One individual claimed to see strange green lights in the sky, similar to the one noted in Valentin's transmission. It's got a green light and sort of metallic. Like it's all shiny on the outside. It's just vanished. You better be careful what he says or he's going to be vanishing as well. The following morning, a farmer in Cape Otterway, an area along the edge of Valentech's flight path, observed a flying object hovering over his property. 
The object was approximately 30 metres long and it appeared to have a small aeroplane attached to its side. According to the farmer, the attached aircraft was leaking oil. He was so disturbed by what he saw that he etched the aircraft's tail number into one of his tr- onto one of his tractors so he wouldn't forget it. The number matched Valentich Setzner. Did you explain that? Other than the fact that it didn't happen. Oh, well, that's a, the main explanation point. So, crash theory. Valentech was an e-young pilot with grand goals for his aviation career. Unfortunately, it didn't seem such a career would ever happen for him. He was rejected by the Australian Air Force, not once but twice. Notorious snobs. Uh, He also recently failed his second attempt at passing the commercial flight exam. In his mere 150 flight hours, Valentech had been involved in three in-flight incidents, one where he entered, we've already said, yeah, the second one he deliberately you to fly through a cloud. Come on, the second well, the second one he deliberately flew into clouds. It says here, and he was under threat of prosecution for that. <laughs> you flying into some cloud? I want to see you in fucking court. So flying over the water into the setting sun can be disorientating. He was a rules. Move to the limit. You would have yeah. He would have been an excellent military pilot. Take you into the danger zone. So, flying over water into the setting sun can be disorientating for even the best pilots. Never mind someone with Valentex history. Oh, well, low timer. Yeah, oh, low time. Oh, we tried low timer. Oh, low timer. Put your fucking abducted by UFA. Go and clean your boots. Um. See you clinging to the sword of a fucking UFO. Go and wax, go and wax my fucking you blow timer. <laughs> I'll show them. I'll show them all. <laughs> instead of focusing on critical flight tasks, he instead seemed distracted by fanciful delusions of a UFO. While the four light, uh, while the four lights he observed above him could have belonged to another aircraft, it's more likely they were the lights of Mercury, Venus, Mars, and the bright star called Antares. That's where the UFOs were from. According to his transmission, Valentech began circling his aircraft at some point. Uh, in a bank, it's possible he fell victim to the tilted horizon illusion, becoming disoriented. He could have either uh, entered into a graveyard spiral or even have become inverted. The green light he observed was likely his own being reflected off the water. Given the gravity-fed fuel system of the Cessna 182, his engine would have quickly become deprived of fuel, explaining why his transmissions ended, uh, in the end, sounded rough. Staged disappearance theory. Mm. The night Valentech disappeared, police received several reports from an unidentified aircraft landing at Cape Otway. Assuming Valentech followed the flight plan he filed, he would have been in the Cape's general vicinity at the time he began transmitting with the air flight service. It is possible that Valentech, frustrated by his failing aviation career, fabricated the UFO sighting in order to stage his own disappearance. Not only would an abduction serve to validate his UFO conspiracies, but it would also give him a fresh start in an otherwise troubled life. Seems uh, like a bit of a reach, but you never know. More so than a UFO? Oh, yeah, not that big of a reach, but, you know. I mean, it still, you know, just crashed his planes, feels like a more... Oh, the truth, question you... mark, Neil. Well, how are you... But how are you... How, how are they working that out? So the plane went... I mean, the point is the plane is missing, isn't what? it? How are they working out that he might land at it? Oh no! Oh, oh okay. So and I, and I did, they said an unidentified one landed elsewhere. So they think he might have just landed his plane. Yeah, other than else. where he was supposed to be landing, and then yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, then you know. think somebody would have seen a? I suppose he could have. I don't know. Yeah, and the mean, plane disappear. Look, you've got to remember that. Out, you know, when you're out, out of the main, out in the outback, who knows what's when you're out. Bingo! Ate that plane. <laughs> when you're out, when you're out of the major cities in Australia. You know, you can make a plane disappear. You yeah, could change the plates, yeah. whatever, you know. It's a big country, man. With I've fuel. seen Mad Max, Chris. I know what goes on. Yeah, exactly. And that was when it used to be good. Yeah. Um, 
terrible now. Uh, so Valentech was, so this is the, the truth in uh, yeah. Plane and Pilots Mag.com's opinion. Valentich was not a victim of an alien abduction, but rather a victim of himself. Aren't we all, mm. Neil? Aren't we so all? many ways. The final story, while riveting, didn't surface until 36 years later uh, after Valentich's disappearance. In fact, despite... Also, it wasn't particularly riveting, to be honest with you. <laughs> nah. yeah. It was a new one. I haven't heard of UFOs with planes stuck to the sides. No, that's true. In fact... Not like one of them aircraft carriers there in those Marvel movies. Yeah, maybe he was just refuelling. Yeah. So, in fact, despite them a lift. ufologists' best, best efforts, such a farmer has never been found. As for the eyewitnesses who claimed to have seen a green light in the sky that night, they didn't make their claim until after the newspapers already reported on Valentex, uh, noting a green light in his transmission. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it would seem the aircraft observed over Cape Otway wasn't landing but instead crashing into surrounding waters. Valentin's obsession with UFOs had simply got the better of him. While his aircraft was never recovered, in 1983, an engine cow flap washed ashore on Findlay's Island. The Bureau of Air Safety Investigation concluded the part came from a Cessna 182 between a certain range of serial numbers, including that of the one... Valentech had been flying that fateful night. And that really is it, Neil. So the blindingly obvious happened then. Mm. Or did it? Mm. Or did it? Or did it? Or did he disappear into another dimension? I like to think he landed it and uh, is now Tim the Yowie Man. <laughs> Yeah, I like to think that he found a source of fuel that was never-ending and he's still up there. Really? Just having a lovely flyer. He just flies around constantly. Clocking up the hours. I'll yeah, show him. I'll show yeah, him. I'll, show him. I'll have more hours than anyone on Earth. <laughs> and it's 10,000 circumnavigation of the planet. What's he eating? Seagulls that he plucks also, out? Also, he can fuel himself, you see. Fuel himself? With the... Yeah, with this never-ending source I mean, of This does just sound like someone who's on LSD and actually they're not fueling themselves and they haven't been up there for that many hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like he's been up there for 30 years, but mm. yeah, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> tripping for about five minutes. Oh, that was some good stuff. Um, so, Neil, really, that is the story. It's not, mm. there's not lots to it, but um, shall we go through our scoring system? Bad pilot crashed into the sea. I don't know, it might have been a good pilot. Mm. <laughs> Fucking low, low timer. Low timer. Uh, so, Neil. Yes. It's going to be a. It's going to be spookiness. It's going to be a big and spookiness. Go through. I think this might be our first eighty. Motivation. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so, Doctor Jones. Um, Okay, so let's try and reach a little bit with this one because it's not striking me as particularly spooky off the face of it. It doesn't have to. Not everything has to be everything. It's a problem with you kids. Well, no, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to give it a fair shout. So, hmm. it's no, it's not. I mean, do you find so? I guess the starting point is: do you find uh, the is quite spooky? Isn't it? Do you find the idea of be, the Earth being sort of secretly visited by aliens to be unknowable with un- aliens from other inscrutable aliens? With <laughs> <who knows what? laughs> Why are you inscrutable alien from beyond the moon? <laughs> who knows what agendas? Yes, we don't know their agenda. We don't know what they're what what they're what they're out for. I kind of don't. I don't know why. Oh, really? Yeah, that's because you want to have sex with an alien, isn't it? Of course. Well, ever since I saw Captain, yes, William Shatner's ever since, lovely. Ever, ever since you saw the film Star Alien, Trek. what is this? Yeah, yes, an alien. <laughs> Acid for blood. Yes, please. Mm. That you like. <laughs> the pleasure, the pleasure, and the pain. Yeah. Ain't you a kinky one? <laughs> oh, saucy mistress. Ain't you a guy got joined the table? Um, Don't mind if one does. <laughs> little pleasure and pain. <laughs> a, little, a little of what's salty and a little of what's sweet. And the pleasure is when shall meet. 
It's not showing out the score. Right. Um, no, I don't find it that spooky. I find it that spooky. Um, I suppose, you know, for something, I suppose it should be. Um, but also, well, no, it's going to be a two for me. I just, I just not, it's not, it's not making okay. my hairs in the back of my hand. Next day, up and end. Um, so, two. Um, so, I. I, I, I think that I inherently find a, aliens and UFOs quite spooky. I sometimes... Oh, I don't I, know why I don't. I just, yeah. I sometimes have night like nightmares or kind of yeah. dream dream nightmares of that suddenly there are UFOs like flying around and everyone's fucking bricking it. And it's like, oh, like, because it's unknown. Like, what do we do? It's unknowable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So there's... I find that quite uh, that they somewhere in my subconscious I find that spooky. Okay. Um, because I don't have like nightmares very often, or about demons and you know, or pigman. Um, I don't have very pleasant dreams, very very pleasant yeah, dreams, erotic about dreams about pigman. <laughs> very erotic. Very. Um, Certain films that you've. Heard. Are we going? <laughs> are we going truffling? Or <laughs> something you can root out. We're going to enjoy swallowing. Um, um, oh, it's just turned into a fucking carry on. It's not a carry on film. <laughs> this wouldn't get past the censors. Um, I don't know. I think Sid James would be up for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I do find UFOs a bit spooky. Now, this story itself, not really. It sounds like if anything happened, it was him crashing into the side of the UFO. <laughs> Drunk and also, smashed into one. Which then also makes me think that they're not as advanced as they, as they may have to be. <laughs> oh, so, what's happened? Some cunt slide, some cunt slide <laughs> bumped into the side of us. It's crashed into our yeet. Galaxy yeet. Oh, I should have taken so much alien LSD. Um, but yeah, so the UFO bit spooks. So the disappearing plane, not so much happens, you know, small planes, it happens. I mean, I'm not going to say frequently, but not infrequently. Smaller planes can kind of disappear. Um, but yeah, UFO- I mean, they're more like if they get turbulence or something, they're going to yeah. be more uh, susceptible to, to those kind of effects. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely no. So I'm going to, but because of the UFO bit, I'm going to give it a five because I do find UFOs a bit spooky. Yeah, fair enough. Although I, I don't know, I would quite quite like to know if they did or didn't exist. I'm I'm, I'm very much erring on they don't. Yeah, but I'm not a hundred percent on it. Hey, you know. Hey. hey, 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 man! Don't worry about it. You don't have to be sure of everything. It could be like Bowie aliens <laughs> come down to blow your mind. My mind. Uh, no, UFOs only just UAPs definitely do unidentified uh, aerial oh, yeah. aerial people. Uh, yes. So believability. Um, <clears throat> So I'm basing this on the, is it believable that it was a UFO abduction? I don't, probably, it probably wasn't, if I'm being honest, it was probably a crash plane. But um, what it's got is, in its corner is, it like, there was a plane, there was this bloke. Yeah. It did disappear. Right, so it has actually got some solid facts in it, which a lot of stuff doesn't. So that, so that's all believable. So that gives it some believability. Now, what happens with the disappearance, the UFO thing? Probably not. But you know, I'm going to like the fact that there's actually stuff there and things happened. You know, does give it. You know, more more so than most, there is actually some things here. So I'm going to give it a five again, Neil. Okay, I mean. The problem for me is the only thing that actually ties it into the UFO thing is the fact that he was a ufologist or he was, you know, a believer himself. Because otherwise it's just... Wasn't a ufologist? Things. Well, not a ufologist, but, you know, he was... He was a he, UFO enthusiast. No, I didn't spend five... I corrected I, myself. I, I, didn't, I did spend five didn't, years at UFO University yeah, for him to be called a ufologist. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you didn't pay all that money to UFO University to fake degree. Care of Roswell. Um, P.O. Box. But no, the, the fact that the only because the thing is, I mean, people people vanish all the time, and the only thing, um, the only thing that uh, that sort of ties ties this in with a potential UFO is a, a load of sightings that were made up after the fact, 
Um, so it just feels like they've kind of jumped on it and tried to twist it into. So the only thing that makes it sound like you know it's just a, well the only thing that ties in a little bit is the fact that he himself believed in this stuff as well, mm. or allegedly. I don't know. Maybe that's another reinvented after the fact thing. Um, maybe the UFOs dropped those articles afterwards. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, using uh, alien up. technology. Disappeared that farmer up right sweet. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't even find a trace of him anymore. Um, Maybe he was an old farmer and they cocooned him. Yeah. Because they come up with this and you can, yeah. You and uh, Wilford Brimley. Would you do it? If the premise of cocoon happened? So if it was like 75 or something like. Yeah, and they went, well, you come come with us, you could go and live an alien. You'll be young. Yeah, definitely. Of course you would. Of course you would. Well, and the kids are all going, going to see oh, something new. Oh, but we, we don't want to lose you. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, granddad's going to go and have space yeah, you know. Yeah, but... Yeah, exactly. like you know, I, I've, I've, I've grown fairly attached to you as well, but I quite like the idea of immortality, so fuck off. <laughs> see you never, dickheads. You're all right. You're not immortality, good. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> nothing is. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Literally nothing. Oh yeah, he will tell you any. You know, become a vampire, go with aliens, any yeah, yeah anything, anything, it's fine, um, anything. Kill a thousand people to get an extra minute's life. I'm please. on it. <laughs> yes, please <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> sign up. Yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot <laughs> what question I'm answering now. Believability. Um, oh yes, believability. Yeah, that, that's what sort of takes it down a bit of love. As you say, I mean, yes, this person did exist. Yes, the plane did disappear. Um, but I'm going to give it a four. Four, okay. Uh, so narrative premise, Neil. On on you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, there's a few things here, I guess. You Like UFOs are popular with the cool kids, aren't they? With, with their um, with their with their twin vars- with their vars- and their varsity jackets on, varsity jackets and the greased back hair, and their jeezies. Yeah, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, they're drinking their bubble tea. Oh. I must have some bubble tea at some point. I had some for the first time when my cousin Katie came down a few weeks back. What did you think? Not bubble there's a lot of them. There's a lot of bubble tea shops open in Brighton. Like they're next to vape shops, I think the bubble tea shops are the second. A lot of vape shops in Brighton. There's a lot of bubble tea shops as well now, and yeah. um, it feels quite like like it, it's okay. It's a novelty. Yeah, new clothes. Does it taste much different, or is it because obviously well, what you've got? Well. What you've got is so you've got like a nice. So the drink itself is not like a nice tea drink, yeah. whatever flavour you got, nice. and then it's got like the pearls so what they are is just like just um they've just got flavors in them they just burst they've got yeah, flavors you can you make things them. that make spherical what's it's these like a lot of chefs got into this trend a while back yeah or like in you can the, buy a machine that literally just turns it up to like orange juice into little yeah so it's got like a it's got like a coat no i don't know like a coat a membrane and then you pop it in your mouth and you get that flavor yeah, yeah, it's, it burst yeah. Over, yeah. it's very much like the um the 1990s thing of having those balls that you put in your bath and they release an oil. Yes, bath bombs. Yeah, not bath Still bombs. Pop- That's a different thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So these things, like the membrane would dissolve and it release an essential oil. Whereas oh, no, bath right, yeah, bombs yeah. just fizz up. They yeah, yeah. Fizz, fizz on impact. Um, yeah, you know, this is all about UFOs, people. You'll all come around in a second, don't yeah, worry. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll tire ourselves out. You get, to, you get, to, <laughs> get back to the point. So you get those. So you get those. And I, I mean, that, I mean, it's it, if you find eating a Mars bar too sweet, like you're not going to get oh. on with this. Like this is like they are so sweet. It's like you know, like raw cordial sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. And you get like tapioca balls as well. So you've got like chewy ones, and they're quite nice, but. Mm. Um, I'm glad I've tried it because I've tried it, but um, I've, yeah. I've not rushing down to have any more. Yeah, I won't. I probably won't. Hurry give it a go, one. Neil. De- no, I'll definitely give it a go. Once. I'll definitely give it a go. I'll go. I'll go with you if you're scared and hold your hands, and I'll, <laughs> I'll have another one. No, I'm just. Uh, I haven't had an occasion to, um, to try. No, one. There isn't really an occasion to try one. No, I just mean I haven't been near a bubble tea shop or whatever where I've kind of been in the mood to go and have a drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best thing to have if you want a drink, 
Probably just yeah. get a bottle of water or something. But um, yeah, no, do you know what I mean? I'm, like, like you might where you might like go and get coffee before you get to work or something. Yeah, like that. I've not. You know, there's not a bubble, bubble tea, tea establishment where I could get turn, that. Turn up and instantly get demoted. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much fun. Yeah, um, uh, the, the, the actuaries are a bit worried. <laughs> uh, crusty superiors where I work. Just, oh, I don't oh. You turn up in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, Hawaiian shirt. Just <laughs> dancing around. And all the rest of the staff love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the crusty I, CEO. Like Uncle Buck like or something. Footloose. Yeah, footloose. And bubble tea. on the desks. And bubble tea because someone had a sugar rush, a diabetic coma with one yeah, and crashed yeah, a car. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're okay. Okay, well, that's there you go. Yeah, so bubble score tea. Out, score out of 10, Chris. <laughs> what, a bubble tea? Yeah. Four? Yeah, fair enough. Right. <laughs> Maybe. What, what am I scoring again? Are we still on believability? A, a, a generous four. Um, we're on narrative premise. Or narrative premise, how, I was going to say. Unbelievably, we still... like UFOs and bubble tea. Yeah. Um, I forget, I forgot what the point of all that was. Um, the cool kids like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Greg's vegan sausage rolls. <laughs> they haven't got time for another rabbit hole. Um, no, I think there's potentially there's potentially some you, you could build on this. I think is what I'm thinking. So you've got the classic UFO story. You know, they've got some guy. He's got his aspiration. He's going to become a pilot one day, and he's had a few knockbacks. Um, but yeah, now, would it, would this? So I've just found this. Would it um, would it help its cause at all if some people have sometimes referred to that area as the Bass Strait Triangle? Because um, um, so to cut because this, it had to, because there's been a few disappearances, few disappearances there, around there, including yachts. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. I'm not, like off the coast of Australia, it's a huge country. So, I well, yeah, think. that and between there and Tassie, Tasmania, yeah. yeah oh. it's, I can imagine. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining some sort of flight of the navigator scenario where he sort of becomes a child again and then becomes a great pilot. And then, yeah. I've got that film on DVD for some reason. Have you? Yeah. I saw it when I was a kid. I can't imagine watching it again. Do you want to borrow it? No. Sure. Do you know what? It's one of those things. Like, I did really don't, don't ruin want... it. Well, exactly. I don't want to rewatch E.T. Because I, I hope I'd still watch it and find it kind of magical or whatever. And I'm sure I'm such a fucking prick yeah. these days. Because I saw that in the cinema with my with my dad and my brother. And it's kind of like, um, you know, it was like, you know, you really got involved with it. It's like magic cinema and all of that. And I think if I watched it now at my decaying age, I'd just be like... Oh, well, I'm like that with Human Centipede. isn't it? Oh, no, I've mean, always got time for Human Centipede. I don't want to ruin the magic. Get better and better. Yeah, nice. No, trust me, it stands out. Give me a give me a score. Come on, narrative premise. Just no, just give me a number now. Just six. six. Yeah. Fine, fine. That's how you fine. <laughs> Don't care what. It doesn't matter. It's the fucking numbers. So add them um, up at the end. So it's okay. Still... I, I like all the stuff about him being um, like uh, constantly failing yeah. before before doing this, and I like the idea that maybe he decided to start a new life. So ultimately, fail. actually, that was the bit that I yeah, that was the bit I didn't hook up on. I like the idea that, yeah, maybe he just, like, it was like an insurance scam or something like that. I think you could do it. Yeah, yeah so there's some stuff there. Um, yeah, and, I mean, it's the first one where we've got a UFO potentially taking a plane. So, you know, mm. f- that's fairly all right. Um, so I'm going to give it a six as well now. Nice. So, Reach. <clears throat> so, um, it seems... Within aviation circles, to be fairly well known. So that's good, isn't it, Neil? There's a disclaimer. Um, and within UFO circles, it seems to be fairly well known. Yeah, but... But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's not... Do you know what? Like, it's not... It's not crossed the Rubicon into the mainstream. I'll put it that way. No. Um, so... Uh, I don't know how well it's known outside of... Australia and stuff, particularly. I mean, outside of pilots circles, and UFO certain, just, yeah. certain circles. Um, that's not a big one, Neil. I'm gonna, and it's not that old, so I'm going to give it a two. Mm-hmm. Naughty. Yeah, I'm not trying to justify this too much, but it's a three for me. I don't. 
it, it doesn't feel intrinsically like it's got that much range. I mean, we didn't go through our machine. It doesn't. He was never in an episode nah. of Supernatural or nah. any TV or theatre or books written about it or whatever. There so. were some books. There were, it's involved in some books. And so. by book, I mean literally, like you know, like a proper novel, not like fucking some nutter writing about ufology or whatever. Difficult to sell these days, but there has that's been some true. books. Um, but that's it. So three. So that's thirty-three. Um, um, by saying nutter, revealing ufology, I'm in no way. I'm saying I'm skeptical about. That. I'm no, absolutely not. Revealing an inherent bias or anything. No, but the thing you know that, but I'm probably slightly less biased all evens than out, you. Yeah. So it all evens yeah. out. That's why. That's why um, we're both here, really. Yeah. Whereas I'm a bit more skeptical about, about hell mouths, whereas you 100 oh, no, believe I'm, in them. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So that's 30, the way forward, Chris. That's 33, how we Neil. 33, all the threes. 33. 33. Mm. It's not too bad, really. Do you know what? It's all right. I can't all. I can't all be big numbers. Well, I'm glad that we're getting some lower ones because we were we were hitting a bit. We were. Had a bit of a streak of too many in the middle. Too many, too, well, too many higher ones yeah. in the fifties and stuff. We were, we were batting above above where our average. Like Icarus, we were where our average too needs, high. To, needs to be at this point of the season, Close really. To the sun, yeah. Less like waxy wings, and waxy melt. wings melteth <laughs> into the ocean <laughs> like a like a low timer pilot. Yeah, so um, if you're a low-timer pilot, please uh, feel free to uh, give us a shout. At Get your engine safely. Podcast at gmail.com. Um, but apart from that, um, if you are taking LSD and flying, um, you know, just have a great it, time, really. Just, yeah, just enjoy just, it. Enjoy yourself. Um, just do it over the sea. Just let what happens happen. Yeah. Just do Beautiful. it over the sea. Um, or what you perceive to be the sea at that <laughs> point during your trip. <laughs> and uh, that'll be it for this week. We will see you uh, 8 p.m. Tokyo time next Thursday. Um, goodbye. Goodbye.